Hello, my name is Eva, and this is a review of the film Oppenheimer, currently enjoying a successful run in cinemas everywhere. This 2023 film, loosely based on the book American Prometheus, is directed by the acclaimed film director Christopher Nolan and is a study of J. Robert Oppenheimer, the man named as father of the atomic bomb. The film is a non-linear, introspective telling of Oppenheimer's life before, during and after his management of the Manhattan Project, the undertaking which brought the brightest scientific minds together to invent the atomic bomb, which were consequently dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki on the 6th and 9th of August 1945, respectively, events which ultimately ended the conflict in the Pacific, specifically, and World War II, generally. I saw this film earlier this week and wanted to make a review of it because it truly envisions a period which was a restless time in history. Now, let us get this out of the way from the beginning. I found this to be a spectacular film, transcending even that best film of the year term to being one of the most outstanding artistic achievements in a very long time. It is a visceral and haunting study of the human experience when that experience is driven by brilliance caught in an unstoppable maelstrom of urgency, where power, emotions and ethics hit each other with a force as devastating as atoms in a nuclear bomb. I imagine listeners of this podcast know at least the outline of World War II, which formally commenced in the early hours of the 1st of September 1939, when Nazi Germany forces invaded Poland through the latter's north, south and western borders, while Japan's surrender on the 15th of August 1945 brought the military conflict to its conclusion, with the Second World War formally ending aboard the USS Missouri, as Japan's foreign minister signed the instrument of surrender on the 2nd of September 1945. Oppenheimer the film spans the duration of the war, beginning with a young, brilliant and conflicted Oppenheimer, seeking knowledge where he can find it, be it in England, Germany or America. From there, the story unfolds in a non-linear fashion to Oppenheimer's selection as head of the Manhattan Project and the aftermath of it all, with ghosts from the past haunting an already haunted Oppenheimer, played with subtle rawness and full conviction by the actor Killian Murphy. Murphy's Oppenheimer is naturally afforded most screen time, but he is surrounded by a veritable host of recognisable thespians, such as Emily Blunt and Robert Downey Jr., whose subtle facial reactions and mesmerizing presence bring their respective historical persons to life. Some characters portray the singular pursuit of knowledge 
which drives so many scientists. The need to achieve, to find the answer that is so much more important than the real-world consequences it may have. Yet other characters, just as brilliant as the former, are concerned with, even damned by their worries about the impact their efforts will have on the world at large. In this characterization and in this perspective, Oppenheimer is the fusing of these two positions. A man intent on pursuing a scientific possibility that few others could realize, yet himself coming to realize late in the day what it might mean to that mass known as the human population. The forces within the bomb which Oppenheimer envisions are made relatable to the viewer through unusual uses of colors and patterns to visualize atoms, physics, and mathematics. It gives the viewer a tangible insight into the mind of a genius and also allows a non-nuclear scientist to see for themselves how such a complex vision might be understood. Those sequences are brilliant. As mentioned, a myriad of great characters come and go in this film, but this film is very much a director's tall ambition come to life. And in this, it is one of the most successful endeavours in recent years. Director Christopher Nolan's ambitions are lofty as he stitches together a tale which rises to the grandest of scales. But even in that, he still threads the needle to include the most minute of details, as the wrinkle on an ageing face, resigned and disappointed in its fate. Nolan expertly captures the tensions of the time, how great and bad ideas alike were constantly halted by the events of the war, how human aspirations were as nothing in the face of a destructive force. This historical film captures the fear, restlessness, uncertainty, horror and immediacy of onlookers to the war, of bystanders to the horror, of people tasked with doing their bit for the war effort, but yet never on the front lines of destruction. Those who were great in peacetime might now only have a small part to play. This is also made achingly clear. Many historical events are alluded to, but not thrown in your face, as it were. I will mention here the true, incredible events of the scientist Nils Bohr's flight to Edinburgh from Denmark, only mentioned in passing, or the political and military machinations behind the bombing of Nagasaki. This film will leave you wanting to reread your history books, and not just for that quick overview, but the real in-depth analysis of what really happened. I would also mention the score by Joransson, 
which perfectly underpins tension when it needs to, falls to a whisper when it has to, and in all small scenes flows and curves with the cinematography, curving beside a long shot of a car or bending in tune as a valley comes into focus. Now, when I saw the film, neither my friends or I experienced the sound drowning out the dialogue, but I know it has been an issue for some. It is a recurring discussion when it comes to Nolan's films. There is not much hand-holding to really hammer home a point. If you are unaware of the importance of graphite, as I was, you may only have the scientist's exhilaration as a guide to reveal its importance. But I liked this aspect of the film, the director trusting his audience. It is also, as you may have read in reviews elsewhere, essentially two films in one, a tense build-up to the making and eventual use of the bomb, and a suspenseful 50-minute film on the aftermath, where careers were made, careers were lost, and lives forever changed. Once again in the aftermath, ethics, power, and emotions collide as destructively as the bomb itself. It is handled with a sure hand. By now I think you have surmised that I loved this film and will highly recommend it to anyone that is even remotely historically interested. I myself will be returning to the cinema for another viewing, for this is most definitely a silver screen extravaganza and should be enjoyed as such. I hope you too will enjoy it, if and when you see it. I hope you have enjoyed this review. Until next time, I have been Eva, and thanks so much for listening.